I don't know if blonde hair is really Nebula's look, but whatever. That's what I mean, it looked good. Uh, I think it's because she she wasn't as full cyborg as she she would have been if Thanos was just ripping her apart and swapping out parts, right? Yeah. Every time Gamora um, failed, he would, like, rip a piece of me. Isn't that what she said? Oh, right. yeah. No yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So Another. Look, I'm just, I'm just thinking, realizing that's exactly why she was able to have stay the her. way she was. We are live and the audio is great. We are live with another episode of the What If After Show. Today's episode, episode two, it was if uh, T'Challa became Star-Lord. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira, and uh, this is the show brought to you by The Keeg, where we watch Marvel's What If, and then right after it's done, and it starts at midnight Pacific time, uh, you know, Wednesday, I guess, Tuesday going into Wednesday, we do uh, a Wednesday morning, 1 a.m. Pacific time after show live stream on your favorite live stream channels, whether it be uh, uh, Facebook or YouTube or Twitch or our number one live stream channel, volume.com. So if you want to check out our uh, live stream, volume.com slash the Keeg show, or if you're listening to us, you're probably listening to our podcasts on any one of the major uh, podcast uh places that you would get the podcast. Either way, I'm your host, Mitra Pereira. We're here to talk about this episode, but uh, I, as always, I got my co-host, Paul Lau. I like to say, as always, but you weren't here last week. No, no. Time got away from me. Time? Time. Ah, yes. You need that time stone. You know? Um, That's what your, your, your biggest foe, your gem of choice is time. Uh, I don't know what my infinity stone would be. Like, if I was going for one, what do I really want? I'm claiming reality right here. Yeah. <laughs> Is that yours, Vaga? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely the reality one because I try to see all the different aspects, just like the show, what if, you know, you, you plan yeah. ahead and you see how reality can be altered and just this, like a, a small minuscule change in the overbounding effects that it can have. Yeah. Mm. Uh, for those of you who are watching the live stream, you know who that is. Uh, you can see her. Uh, she's been in... All or almost all of our other after shows. Uh, I, I think were you uh, you were in the low were you in the Loki one? I wasn't in the Loki one, but I was okay. in the chat every single week. So yeah, you and you were in the Falcon Winter Soldier, and you were in WandaVision. Yeah, and we did yeah. like X Men chats and stuff like that. So yeah, around. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been in multiple Keeg episodes. It's cosplayer Vagabondage. Uh, for those of you who don't know her, uh, she's awesome. Um, it's the three of us. We're here to talk. And uh, we got people out there in the audience. I see you, Nico. I see you. Uh, uh, we'll see if other people join us in the chat right now. But basically, we're here to talk about uh, uh, What If as a show. We're here to talk about episode two as an episode. Uh, uh, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, Vaga. Well, mm-hmm. I, I was going to open it up to Vaga. But then also, again, Paul wasn't here last week. Uh, what have you guys thought about the What If show so far? Like in 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 a sentence or two, like episode one, let's just say, a true delight. It has been. It's a really nice reprieve from watching MCU, from watching movies in general, especially at this point in our world. It is a really strong way to escape and just turn the brain off. It doesn't have to involve canon. It's just it's beautiful. It's really enjoyable. Do you do you like stuff that isn't canon? Like how, how, like, do you enjoy things that are just out of continuity? I just think we require a little balance. And for so long, especially after all these Marvel shows, we've been putting all this effort on Marvel TikTok. Everyone has been focusing their brains to the point where we're almost aggravated. People are getting mad about stuff. And I think this show is just a really nice way of reminding us that it's meant to be entertainment. It's not meant to be taken overly seriously, even though that's what I like to do with my media. But it is nice to find that balance and just enjoy something with no expectations. Yeah. Um, 
I'm such a stickler for canon, so even when I watch multiverse stuff, I'm like, how would this make sense in the multiverse? You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm such a I'm just a, such a stickler for the concept of the multiverse, and it also depends on how the multiverse works. Like, if they're divergent timelines, like there's only like you're you still have to play within the parameters of like how it would work, right? That's true. And this episode, which we're definitely going to get into that, um, yeah. that that they explained and they expanded a little bit on that, and we'll see more of that as the show goes on. It's just the overall cause and effect of how physics in our universe works to the best of our knowledge at this point in time. Right. Right. Cause uh, I mean, Paul, Paul probably knows this, but like the DC multiverse doesn't always have a, it's not a cause and effect type multiverse with divergent timelines. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Vaga in her in for infinite like research into multiverse and stuff knows that, but like, like the Marvel, what if is literally like, what if uh, a blade of grass goes the other direction and and like a horse trips and like something happens there like that's what if but like dc is like randomness like nazis are still around we're in an apocalyptic wasteland and there's nazi superman and like it's not one thing it's just kind of like whatever story we want to tell it's the imagination of the fan and that's exactly what they're aiming for and that's what they're selling those comics for and yeah. to a certain point, that's what What If is as well, and that's what this show is designed to do, is it's meant to be essentially fan fodder in a sense that we can enjoy, but they're still sticking to their principles, and that's what I appreciate about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Paul, are you are you a big fan of canon? Like like being a stickler for canon? Uh, not really. I'm, I'm really easygoing. Yeah, <laughs> it just depends on the universe, too. So, like, if I'm very invested in a certain like storyline or a large epic thing then yeah i'm all for it but i don't know i i was looking for backgrounds and uh in 1978 they did a what if jane foster picked up thor's hammer Mm. which is now canon so there's a lot yeah yeah nothing's off limits right now um and they play around all the time like the fantastic four swapping uh different powers and i don't know like i i do like that kind of like mental exercise you know Right. Um, yeah, I think we well, talked about multiverse and Loki, right? Like how, yeah. you know, what if anything can but, pivot? But, and that's a great leaping stone into this series. Right. The multiverse and Loki was not, f- like, it, they said it was fragmented cause and effect type, like, decision-making, like, multiverse, but it wasn't. Like, the amount of changes, and because they catch it at the moment of change, it wouldn't have diverged that much. It still confuses me. It's it's still I don't know. I think they just wanted to tell the story and like let them tell sure. the story. Sure. They can. Yeah. But the, you guys ever Oh, was that? That's the beauty of an infinite universe, but I know I'm not trying to insult here when I say when it comes to canon, but like Paul said is it's a mental experiment, it's a mental exercise and it's something that I try to put focus on especially in the way that I consume media because if you are always focused on what has happened and making things work to that you're going to take that mentality into your real life. And unfortunately, that's not exactly the best way to evolve as a human being. Mm. And if you want to be able to live in this world and adapt as time goes on, as new technology comes to light, as we learn new information, as science develops, you need to be having some ability in yourself to see this is the information I used to know. I have new information now. This is how I'm going to adapt. And that's unfortunately how it should work. And uh, Are you... you are you talking like essentially like thinking back like I could have made this different decision? Why didn't I? Oh no, I would like are you talking about that when you like live in your own regret where it's like I could have caused an alternate timeline and I should have. I well, should I have actually, dated this person. I should evolve have evolved or die. Yeah, exactly what Paul said. It's more okay, well, I used to know this information rather yeah. than be a stickler about it today and be mad that something could have happened in a different way right. or being stuck in that location. It's more like, oh, okay, well, thank you for this new information. I'm going to take that, process this information, and then move on and see what else can become of it. It's more right. of like an expanding, beautiful thing than it is about focusing on what has been. Right. That's that's what I meant. I meant by stating that, but well, it's you're not, right. <laughs> with a positive spin, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. not having to worry about the regrets, because I think that like uh, uh, 
uh, we think of the past and it's like, what if I didn't date this person? How would things be different? And it's like, then well, you, you did. Be a different person. You would be right. a different person. Right. Yeah. Literally at the point of diverging, you start developing into a different person. You know? Yeah. Uh, what was Paul going to say? Oh, I was just saying like, um, when, like, say if you wanted to write a novel, it's a good idea to have a little bit like a cohesion and understanding your character and having them keep their promise. Oh, am, yeah. am I boring you, Miss <laughs> Pereira? Miss Pereira, was that a yawn? You're supposed to say you're Paul. Like, tell yeah, me yeah. more. Continue, continue, <laughs> no, continue. I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't need the validation. Um, uh, I visited my parents. Of course I don't. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I think, like, in this show, like, this specific episode, like, we see a lot of... Um, the uh D, if you have charisma level t- like 20 points in charisma at a max of 18. So uh, I think we should get into it. So yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. So this episode is literally um if T'Challa become became Star Lord. And when I had saw this in the trailer, I was like, why? I don't what's the crossover? Did you just draw names out of a hat? Surprisingly, in my opinion, this episode works really well. Yeah. And it's I think it's because they were trying to not just show us an alternate universe and have fun with it. I mean, they did, but also there's a point to it, uh, which we'll, we can get into the themes later, but um, it diverges with, with Yondu taking uh, uh, T'Challa instead of, instead of um, uh, uh, Peter. Uh, yeah. Uh, Vaga, what'd you, what'd you think of the episode? I really loved it, and I'm I'm kind of going over my little notes here and yeah. just adding on to what we were just discussing. As the show starts, and I'm like, oh, okay. Unlike the first episode where they had the lead up and you saw where the past diverged, this one they just kind of jump right into it, and then they tell the story in a retrospective sort of sense, yeah. which was beautiful. I like that they're changing up the way that they tell each episode. Um, and with T'Challa, I was like, okay, so they just picked T'Challa and, like, what my first note was King T'Chaka just doesn't care, <laughs> question mark. And right. obviously that's not the case because if your son gets kidnapped, you don't just go on as life is normal. There's going to be effects. And of course, this is King T'Chaka we're talking about. He's the ruler of Wakanda. They have some of the best technology in the world. What are those expanding effects and what's going to take place there? No, he's going to build his technology to find his fucking son in this universe. And we saw that eventually at the yeah. end of the episode. So I just really appreciated that cause and effect and the things that we don't always consider in our own little narrowly perceived worlds, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to make this choice instead of this one. Okay. But what are the effects of those choices? What, how are other people going to react to that? I really appreciated it. Did you have complaints Vaga about episode one? No. The first episode? Not a single one. Did you like, not a single one. Not, not a single, a single complaint. one, because it's not what this show is about. It's not about having complaints. It is about just being able to appreciate what we've been given and just enjoy it and have some laughs. You know, I thought it was really nice that they had Peggy Carter become this giant woman, that they gave her some sweet action sequences. The only, I wouldn't even have a complaint. I would say I was, it took me a moment to adjust and adapt to the new style of an- animation that I wasn't used yeah. to, but I'm already Same. used to it and I'm already yeah. in love with it. I I think the first episode was simple for a reason because I think it was simple and it was a fairly paint by numbers cause and effect story to introduce people to this multiverse, to these fragmented timelines where it's like, it's like literally one thing happens and like Peggy is different uh, uh, Peggy is, is the super soldier and Steve isn't and we see a lot of the same events take place but with Peggy now as Captain Carter and then we see a, it's a lot of parallels and it happens from A to B start to finish but yeah. with this episode it was they they showed T'Challa getting plucked out then we fast forward then we have flashbacks right Um. so enough has changed they're so much different now this timeline is so much different in 20 years than it is like in Captain Carter, where it's like, it's the same, it's the same, yeah. almost the same timeline. I'm sure many people are familiar with something called the butterfly effect or the chaos theory. Mm. Um, it's a very prominent uh, astronomical model and uh, is used in weather systems all the time. The concept that a butterfly could uh, flap its wings in 
Brazil and caused a tornado in Texas or something like that. I yeah, can't remember yeah. what the name of the original book was uh, talking about this, but it came out in the 60s. And it's it's an old sort of idiom, but it it has relevance because you have to understand, even within our modern society, every piece of information that we're trying to use and analyze has a range of possibilities. There's never one definite answer of what outcome we're going to expect because the more time that goes on and is calculated into that, the more possibilities. So everything kind of expands in this direction and you just have to be willing to navigate it as such. Um, right. So yeah, we're going to see that in the show, I think, a lot more too. Yeah. And I liked that about this episode as opposed to Captain Carter. It was like an introductory episode, but this one, we saw some major changes, which we'll get into. Paul, what were you going to say? I was going to say like some instances feel like um, we've been presented this before. Let's take the other side of the coin and investigate a different reaction. So in Agent Carter, um, Bucky gets almost falls off and then Carter grabs his arm. He's like, wow, you almost took my arm off. And yeah, you know, he does it. Yeah. And then uh, Steve's the one to take the brunt in the um, yeah. Iron Man suit uh, yeah. or the Stark suit, I guess. Yeah. 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 So like in this one, it starts with Korath, the pursuer. Oh, my God. You know, and he's a total fanboy. <laughs> what a fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it was yes. great. It was well, it really starts cool. off almost exact, right? It starts yeah. off almost exact. And he's like, like. Uh, you may have heard of, or whatever, whatever the line and is. He What's knows the line? who Star Lord is. Yeah, He's like, it's oh, like Star Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's because uh, at the very least, uh, okay, I was afraid that T'Challa would just become another uh, Peter Quill, but T'Challa brings his life experience from Earth and Wakanda, and he himself, his personality, his compassionate soul to yeah. space. And changes everyone around him. That's the theme, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the theme? How yeah. one person can affect so many people. Absolutely. He's really exceptional, though. It's not like, like, Quill is supposed to be, like, kind of dumb, like, every yeah. day. And he, yeah. to, to, to be fair, like, he was going through some, you know, horrible shit with his right. mother passing. And, yeah, he's an 80s kid in America. Whereas Wakanda is the most advanced civilization. And it right. is always kind of just like, wow, the disparities in technology. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's also because Peter, well, Yon, when Yondu took Peter, Yondu affected Peter. But in this, T'Challa yeah. affects Yondu. And I think but that sets off the whole thing. You're saying it's one or the other, but unfortunately the case is that it will always have a crossover effect. You're always It's about interactions. It's not about who affects whom. It's... Mm how are we going to affect each other and how are we going to grow because of that? And you can see how the relationships outside of that have been affected as well. We've got Thanos in here now and Nebula um, because his impact on the universe has had an impact on other societies and those societies have grown together and they've gotten to a point where they're like, Oh, Thanos doesn't want to kill the universe anymore. Yeah. Wow. Which means (laughs) no Gamora when he does his uh, Thomas Matheson. No, what's his what? name? What? It's 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 a philosopher that believes oh, okay. in limited uh resources. Oh, and okay. The reality is Thanos. Malthusian. Is Malthusian. Malthusian? Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I I think it's 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 popping up in here somewhere. Yeah. Malthusian, I think. Um I wasn't Malth- prepared to yeah. talk about Thanos watching this episode. <laughs> I was not either. <laughs> I was and he was it's Malthusian. Yeah, Mal- Malthusian. Thomas Robert Malthus. Yeah. 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 Um, I was not expecting to uh, uh, see Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was such a pleasant surprise. And he was also like, ah, my plan could have worked. And they're like, no, dude. Like, yeah. You're talking about genocide. It's like, yeah, but it's random. So it doesn't count. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, like if, if you it's had... efficient. <laughs> If you had a bro all the Hitler. conversations that fans have had on either side, pro or against Thanos, for the last several years. So, yeah, as a right. fan, this is definitely fodder, but I'm yeah. eating it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. Nebula say- calling the cha- or T'Challa Cha Cha was just okay. Like, yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure. I, I know Paul knows. I'm sure Vaga knows how much I love shipping. Yeah. Oh man. When Nebula comes in and calls him Chacha, I'm like, these are the two. These are the two that I want. That's that's it. 
That's it. That's Can it. I yeah. have that? Can I have Chacha and Nebula together, please? I mean, yeah. we have a world where Drax's family still is alive. Oh, happy. I'm so like. <sighs> And he's still dumb as fuck. No, he's just literal. They don't. I have know. Yes. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Uh, fair. Fair. But it's just he's he's uh, he's still drags. He's still drags. Yeah, he's blunt. He has no filter. That's yeah. right. I yeah. I don't right. With that. Getting back into well, the cause effect yeah. though, because then without Thanos, we have this opening, this power vacuum, which Thanos explains to the audience who doesn't understand that concept that if something disappears something else will fill its slot um, yeah. for the better or for the worse. We'll find out whether or not it would really make a difference. History is like that. People always talk about the concept. Oh, if I could travel back in time, I would just go kill Hitler. Okay. Then we would have another name in our history books, but someone's name would be in there doing more or less the same thing. And that's been proven by physics. You, you say maybe not, but there are mathematical problems. I didn't say anything yeah. for the podcast <laughs> listeners, for the podcast listeners, they don't language. see my face. They don't see, <laughs> eh, eh. but I, well, okay. Cause the reason is like, I think that takes the, the impetus away from us to be better people saying that anytime we take out bad things, that there are just going to be other bad things to fill the spot. But I do feel that like, there are certain boulders that like have too much momentum. They're going to happen. Like, like World War One happened to Germany, and World War Two was about came about because they were they had to get out of that economic depression, and there was easy it was easy for Hitler to take advantage of those people. So yes, a, a lot of people like uh, Himmler could have taken advantage of people and like take you know taken it further. But I think that like the general thing is like there will always be bad people, but like we can still do good. And Not like, to go too much off the rails from this show, but yeah, obviously we're also yeah. discussing the idea of what is good, what is bad, what is good and evil. Unfortunately, there is no binary choice, one or the other. Yes, there are horrible things, but there are, are great things that come out of horrible things. Yeah, nobody wants to see a forest fire and the entire landscape be destroyed, but you can only have a new reforestation if those natural soils are able to get into the, into the into the ecosystem because of those fires. So. Right. It's it's a constant cycle, unfortunately, <laughs> and there's a superposition of good and evil, but right. unfortunately, one or the other doesn't exist. It's a spectrum of all of it, and we have to accept that, and that is what a multiverse is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thanos gets defeated, or not defeated. He, he realizes the error of his ways from T'Challa, right? And then the uh, uh, collector uh, decides to fill that void, and the and the 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 black order the uh black order yeah black order black order I like that they just they always go for the biggest fish in the pond you know they're like yeah, yeah well Thanos isn't around so we're gonna go over here whoever's in charge yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then the collector was like I'm gonna do that but the collector also got like prison buff yeah like he had nothing but like I don't know what's his mindset there he's like I've collected everything I shall collect muscle mass well before or if he was just trying to stay under the radar, then that there's really no point in in building yourself up to have that kind of presence. But now he's feeling the necessary pull of power around him. And he's like, I need to have this stance in order to maintain this. Once you have power, it's an addiction and you don't want to let it go. And you'll do yeah. those things to make sure that you maintain it, unfortunately, because the fear of losing yeah. it is worse than the possibility of never having it again. Yeah scarcity mm. heavy is the head that wears the crown and i like um, that character development too although yeah. i wasn't sure that hella's crown is the source of her power i don't think yeah. that's the case and i don't think it's something that you can just take off and put on another person but that was the one thing i was just like it looks great on him <laughs> yeah i love what that a- he matched it with the giant fur coat <laughs> yeah um we, we we see a lot of different changes uh uh with everything i, I wrote i wrote uh let's see what did i write to be fair ragnarok's uh, head does the same thing what ragnarok's okay. crown oh when um, they throw Surtur. it or surter sorry yeah 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 surter yeah. yeah what does surter's crown do they um, used it to summon him yeah oh like yeah he- yeah yeah they threw it in the flame and then yeah. they came out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um what happened to Earth during this whole thing? Because the Collector has Mjolnir, Captain America's shield, 
like there's no Avengers, but Earth is still around at the end, as we see with with Peter. Well, it makes you kind of question what was Wakanda doing behind the scenes that no one in the Marvel um, canon universe is aware of, because they could have theoretically been protecting Earth this entire time that we we have no idea about that backstory. King T'Chaka yeah. could have been had saved the world multiple times, but if his focus was on finding his son and getting off his planet to go do that expedition, then he yeah. wasn't there to protect Earth and those heroes would have been brought in otherwise. My other question is, is this show all going to be in one multiverse or are we seeing all one at the same time? Like, is T'Chaka or T'Challa being kidnapped also a weird effect of the fact that Peggy Carter was Captain America earlier on? I don't think they're supposed to be connected, but I do think they are going to create an Avengers type multiversal group like the mm-hmm. exiles in the comics. Um Mostly because there is a, a zombie, uh, you know, episode coming out. And unless that's the final one in the timeline, it wouldn't make any sense. It would have to be the final one for the zombie timeline to work. Right. Plus, we're also getting, there's an Ultron. Like, have you seen that picture of Ultron, the Conqueror-looking kind of guy? He's like Ultron, but he has a cape and a staff. Is that what I saw? Uh, Are we getting an, an Age Ultron? of Ultron? Is there an Ultron episode? I of saw that. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the last episode. I thought it was like a Ultron Supreme or something like oh, that. Oh, Ultron has the Infinity Stones. That's yeah. what it is. Holy guacamole. And it looks like he has Vision's body. Yeah. Because yeah. that was the plan. Holy guacamole. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a crazy one. Anyway. Is there an uh, episode where Terrence Howard is uh, Rhodey instead of? And somebody said Terrence Howard as Rhodey and Edward Norton as as Bruce, Bruce Banner. Yeah, that's the what if. Yeah, what if? Does someone remind me? Was Seth Green the original Howard the Duck in the MCU yes. movies? I couldn't remember. In the MCU, yeah, not yeah. in the not in that nineties or eighties. Oh, what God. year was it? Eighty one. Back in the day. Yeah, it wasn't eighty one. Oh, eighty four. Whatever. Are you just guess? Are you just guessing? I'm just saying my birthday and my sister's birthday year. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look up when Howard the Duck was. Uh, but yes, Marty McFly's mom and yeah. Duck. Yeah. Um. So new thing that we hadn't heard about before was the Embers of yeah. Genesis. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm wondering if we'll see more of that later on, if that's or if that's just something that they've used as a character plot or a, a plot-driven device for this episode, and we'll never see it again. No one knew that's not something they would do, but it's not being pulled from the comics it was created for this episode, so. Yeah, but there there are certain things, which is really cool. I like it when the MCU creates, like, new things and, like, new concepts because it keeps alligator us all on looking. our toes. You know, alligator looking. Alligator looking. looking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but I wouldn't, I would love to see the Ambers of Genesis like that was just a cool thing. What did they say? It was dust from a from a exploding star or a collapsing. What was it? They gave some like explanation. I they were just like, catch it. yeah, it's like dust from a from a dying star or something that can terraform planets. And like we could, I'd be willing to bet. I'd be willing to bet that that Amber's Genesis will pop up in either Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special or number three, some way, shape, or form. I'd be willing to bet. I see some very Groot-esque origin story being tied to them. That's how my brain works. It's like, oh, look, trees. And uh, it'd be interesting to see a new terraformed planet. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only way to get bigger with Groot is if he becomes like a forest. If he becomes Krakoa. I mean, essentially, like he becomes a whole land mass of like... Groot. Well, when they fly know? away from nowhere, I was like, oh, they're just going to reuse that skull and then form a body underneath. And have like <laughs> a big celestial. Like for Groot? But just Groot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That being said, that nowhere skull still has all those prisoners that were the collector's prisoners mm-hmm. that hopefully didn't die. Yeah. Question you know. mark? <laughs> Question mark. Um... What was you guys' uh, favorite favorite uh, uh, moment of the episode? 
all the fanboy moments, literally all of them. I'm thinking <laughs> so freaking hard from the second he came on screen. He was like, oh, Star-Lord. I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. He fucking loves T'Challa. He's been like, he, he gets to be his recruit. He's the new guy on the team. He's telling yeah. everybody that T'Challa's his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, such a funny characterization yeah. that what did not exist in the previous Guardians of the Galaxy, but because of Star-Lord's like adventures, it's inspired Korath to be better? Yeah. It's nice to and see to- him do more things in the MCU. Like, obviously, uh, this actor, I wrote down his name. Um, Jaman uh, Hansu. Thank you. Yeah, yeah Jaman Hansu. Uh, he... Because he obviously wants to be a part of MCU. He's such a nerd, and he was in Captain Marvel as well. So it's yeah. just kind of nice to see him be able to expand on these small roles and become, he's basically like becoming a Korg now, in my mind. You know, like mm-hmm. the fans are going to rise with him. Like, nope, this is what we want. We want to see him. Yeah. Uh, Jaman, Jaman Hansu has done so many superhero roles. Like, he, he, he was his, you know, Korath in Captain Marvel and in, in you know, in, in Guardians. But then he was also, he's the wizard Shazam in Shazam. He's also the Fisher King in Aquaman. And he's something else. Uh, Gladiator's else? where I remember his breakout role. Well, yeah, I'm just talking about like superhero stuff. I know. But Gladiator kind of, is great too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Acting acting is no easy feat, man. Mm-mm. Yeah. What else was he in? I'm trying to. I'm. I don't know, but I was pretty. Um, I was pretty teary eyed at the end there when they had the little memorial message for right. uh, Chadwick Boseman. That got me. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I was expecting it not to be his voice for some reason. I'm like, wow, that impersonation is really good. But as soon as the show started and we saw his name, I was like, oh my god, it's actually him. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 did make me sad. It was kind of a love letter to the character. With and then his voice was there, and then it was just like, yeah, there were a lot of articles before this came out that said this was his last, you know. Uh, I think he, I think what if is his last, but I think his character pops up later, okay. Mm -hmm. And so I think he does voice whatever later character, uh, Mm. either an alternate T'Challa or the same T'Challa. Um, I, I think he does voice that, but. It's it's so sad. Uh, I mean, Chadwick Boseman was one of three celebrities I've ever cried about for for when they died. Uh, yeah. uh, and so, like, yeah, it's tough. <clears throat> and then them keeping it secret, and then people criticizing him when he was on tour, or I'm sorry, what's it called? Promo, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's like. He's like falling asleep, and they're like, "What's wrong with them?" And they had no idea that he was battling this in secret. But yeah. his co-stars are like really concerned for him. So, the beautiful yeah. reminder to just be very aware that you don't always have all the information. There are very rare times in your life where you ever will have all of the information, and that's what shows like this kind of present as well is that you don't understand the outer line effects and so just try and have the best possible impact that you can have that you have control over don't worry about what other people are doing and move forward with that in a positive sense as much as if you can have a small positive impact in your life today do it and just see how it resonates later on yeah i've you might not even know what that is yeah yeah uh i i've sensed a trend in in superheroes or heroes in general in cinema um that they are becoming more compassionate uh it used to be that heroes were just like well how do you make things better you just punch people you shoot people like you throw people out of buildings right then you have but then over time like marvel of course started off with that like iron man wasn't compassionate to anyone to make things better uh, in Iron Man, you know, but uh, like later we, Tony, he... no, when he, when he realized what his weapons were doing, and then he uh, met with Yensel, Doctor uh, Yensen, Yensen, Yensen yeah, Yensen, yeah, and like I don't know, and then he he was watching the news and he's like, I can do something, and then he has his first mission, yeah, but it's still blowing things up and punching, but like I I don't I don't 
Tony's not compassionate. Do you find? Do you guys find Tony compassionate? He's yeah, scatterbrained. He's, he's, just he's grown a lot too yeah. through his own personal tra- trauma and how he's been able to adapt from that, taking lessons as much as he can. Because yeah, you can be a certain person when you're younger, and you can be a completely different person when you're older. And the effects yeah. of other people around you. He's got Captain America as his buddy now. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow's character, Peppa Potts, she grew too. If you remember her in the first Iron Man, she was just like a Republican white lady who had no problem working for a, uh, a weapons distributing industry. And now look at her. She's one of the, like the biggest Greenpeace advocates of the MCU universe because she's trying to get green energy and provide that for people and for the entire world. Um, Where was that? Well, it's in the Stark Tower and the Arc Reactor and the... Oh, okay. What dark industries now representing and the fact that they left weapons and it's all in the subtext, Dimitri. <laughs> I will I will let you guys defend Tony. Just know that I don't I don't defend Tony. Tony is one step above John Walker to me. Like he's not that far. He's not perfect and nobody's perfect. But the fact that yeah. he makes any change, the fact that he grows a little bit, I'm not gonna dismiss that either. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him a pat on the back. Like there are other just better, not better characters because I like Tony as a character because he's so flawed, right? But like, I would not want him as a friend. I wouldn't. I just. uh, But like, you have characters like 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 Captain America who tends to you know do the right thing and and whatnot. But then you have Sam Wilson who's a step even more, in my opinion, step further than Steve. Uh, you have Thor, Thor's growth in Endgame, where where he's he's dealing with a lot of shit, and he realizes he is worthy. And I think that like the all these characters show way more compassionate angles than Tony. I don't want to say this is a Tony hate show, but for oh, you're me, the only one. You're so. the only one. We're over here silently being like, these right. aren't real people. They were written by writers. And by the way, his, the compassion yeah. is coming from somewhere else. It's not from these characters well, it's because it was put there. Right. Yeah. I, I I also think, though, like, because I've had this conversation with myself is like, is Tony still a villain after all this? And um, the key difference between Reed Richards and Tony Stark is Reed has to focus only on one task. He can't, he even uh-huh. like neglects his family often right. for that one focus. Tony multitasks. And, yeah, but Tony multitasks and it's really hard for him for like other stuff too until like civil war when he's approached and then he actually has that realization and it's like he has these click moments but he's got way more on his plate as the organizer funder of the avengers you know trying to develop many suits because that's where he escapes to you know as a functioning adult with a uh you know alcoholic chemical party boy and a lot of money you know it's like yeah. all right well what can i do over here <laughs> yeah yeah and then even his employees in uh far from home as we learn you know also got thrown under the bus somehow even though i thought he had infinite money cheat i mean <clears throat> i mean sam sam doesn't have enough money for his family where was tony then well well they I mean, were he was fighting he was, but well no but they were fighting at the time I don't know. You have to ask. You have to ask for things if that's something that you want. You know, people aren't looking outside their bubble. People are not omniscient. Characters are not omniscient. Human beings are not omniscient. We do not know everything that is out there. There's always information missing, and things get missed a lot. Yeah. Put that information out there. Do the best that you can. That's all anyone can ask for because one person can make a difference. But more than that, that one effect is also coming from hundreds of years of education we're not just becoming better all of a sudden it's because you've gone through those experiences and that's what we're seeing in this show is just the constant uh determinism basically of what the universe is and although this might seem like when you when you want to look piece by piece event by event it might look like it's really complex but if you go in either direction of time scale if you go down to a micro level if you go up to a macro level quantum it's not level even, yeah it's not even recognizable it's- yeah sure i i think that that the point of this episode or at least what i'm gathering from it is like a hero can make change right anyone can make change but i think that you get more change done if you inspire change as well right 
where where T'Challa, that's T'Challa's thing. Like, you only have two hands, but if you can inspire other people to work towards that cause, uh, whether it be good or whether it be bad, it's it's obviously like one man army becomes like a whole army. And if it's an army for good, all the better. Um, and that's something think, that T'Challa does. My favorite know? part about T'Challa is that he is a leader without telling anyone what to do. He lives by... Um, by inspiring others but without having to tell them to be inspired he lives by example and people are inspired by that they see what he is able to do they aspire to be more like him that's yeah. all you can really hope for in my personal view on a yeah. more happy note i really enjoyed the mad titan mm -hmm. uh little one-liner that they threw in there when what did they say you, yeah. oh, you gotta be crazy to go back there i'm mad <laughs> <laughs> um uh, it's funny though because those are two different types of inspirations where thanos is you know an iron fist but a clear vision and that's why the black order especially ebony maw holy crap he's got mad mr smithers <laughs> like <laughs> like he oof i don't want to know what kind of gray fan fiction that guy's got but uh or whatever gender it is i don't know yeah but uh yeah 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 they they do fall it let him have his fun uh, <laughs> excellent yes yeah i'm so glad he got sucked out into space in infinity war he was so creepy oh awesome. um uh uh, Taserface didn't do that much. Now that I'm thinking about it, he didn't I even have any like good lines, did he? No, but they brought him in there. They needed to have some yeah. backup. Um, also, kinda, there's no. Yeah, go on. I just kind of wonder what the cause and effect was that Yondu decided to send his minions. You know, like okay, Taserface had done this. You know, because it didn't just it wasn't just like a will of a whim. Something happened before that to cause that reaction. It, I know. That's just where my brain came from. Yeah. To cause what reaction? Um, so the fact that this entire premise was Yondu sent his lackeys basically oh. to go pick up Peter Quill. Yeah. Taserface, we had not seen at that point in the show. He wasn't in Guardians 1, from what no. I recall. So the fact yeah. that they brought him into this means that his character was a little more involved with the Ravengers earlier on as well. And what had basically caused that motion. Yeah. I mean, we also, yeah, but Taser Face could have been part of Yondu's crew in Guardians 1. We just didn't see him, right? Yeah. But you're right, though. Technically, the fracture, fracturing off of the timeline is Yondu being like, hey, you guys go pick him up. Like, I guess yeah. that's the real fracturing. It's not the actual picking up. What led to the actual picking up, mm -hmm. you know? Well, he's got two eye hole or head holes and one mouth <laughs> yeah. hole. And that's that looks like uh you know uh Sean Gunn. Bipedal yeah. cephalopod. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All humans look the same to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh the rallying cry, right? I I never fight alone. That's awesome, right? Mm -hmm. What was it? As, uh, Ravagers are never alone or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Is that Ravagers what's in Guardians 2? Yeah. yeah, never fight solo. Yeah. And then he is, is that what they do in Guardians 2? think so do they say uh, it maybe. is it something is it a call exactly back? like that uh okay. i don't know i have to rewatch it there was something okay. like that in the in the funeral but it wasn't specifically those words because again that's more t'challa's influence in a, in a way yeah. yeah yeah he's a uniter uh i wrote down his first quote because he says a lot of quotes t'challa mm -hmm. but his first quote in the show was no treasure is worth as much as the good that could be done with it mm -hmm. God damn! God damn! I love it. No, 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 no. I just—it's not a callback. It just describes him to a T. What are what's? And I wish more billionaires were like this. What good is billions of dollars when people are suffering? What good is treasure? Like treasure is better spent on people. You know, and obviously lessons that he was being taught by King T'Chaka in a way, and that's those are the words that are emanating out of him. They're things that really stuck with him as a child, and I yeah. like seeing that. You know, where Peter Quill, we saw kind of the opposite effect, where he couldn't even really go into those memories because they caused him 
serious harm is that he focused on the music and the lyrics um, of, of the songs on his one single cassette tape and those were what resonated with him where uh, because he had a positive upbringing T'Challa was able to remember fondly these moments of his family and really hold those lessons dear to his heart and teach them to others. Yeah. yeah. What good parenting yeah. has a, an effect on a human being. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, Tony did not yeah. have a great relationship. Uh, <laughs> until until Yinsen, and that's kind of what starts that off, right? It's like he right. finally has a good mentor, someone who cares about him. Yeah. Thor Unless thrives. You... What's that? I was just going to say Thor thrives where his Loki is, you know, kind of cast yeah. aside. But, but Loki has his loves mother. his mother. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Were there any other just, strong one-liners that you wrote down? What were your favorite? Uh, I, after I wrote that one, because it took me, it took me like I had to pause it and then rewind it just to get the wording right. And then there was another one, but I didn't write it down. I was like, I can't do this again for every. I, I was like, Tachala's gonna just say, keep saying one line. Writing down the entire script. And I'm like, yeah, it's just a book of Tachala like philosophy, you know. But like, uh, uh, I just, I started bringing back up Nebula and Chacha. That's all I like. I ship it. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. I just. Oh. I don't know if this was intentional either, but the whole um, because of her eye thing and the weird blonde hair and the bodysuit, I was like, this is very Seven of Nine. And it's yeah. really fresh in my mind and I'm watching Star Trek oh. Voyager right now. I'm like, is this intentional oh. or is it just a thing? I don't know if blonde hair is really Nebula's look, but whatever. That's what it is. I mean, it looked good. Uh, I think it's because she she wasn't as full cyborg as she she would have been if Thanos was just ripping her apart and swapping out parts, right? Yeah. Every time Gamora um, failed, he would like rip a piece of me. Isn't that what she's like? Oh right. yeah. No yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So another look I goosebumps just thinking, realizing that's exactly why she was able to have stay the her, way she was. Yeah, not be a Capri son. Like what's just, a Capri what? The like remember when she's being tortured and she's yeah, all like then it, she's separated, isn't she? Oh, that one was where she separated. I thought there were, it was probably the first Guardians where she kind of oh, like okay. implodes or something. Okay. And then she like. Like a Capri Sun? Yeah, like a Capri Sun. Then she like reforms. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. I I didn't realize that, Paul. Paul, credit to Paul for yeah, for putting putting that in there. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah, the show is definitely going to require a few rewatches um, because there are there's moments people have put so much time and effort and uh, attention into every single aspect of it. Like even just in the opening sequence, you can see the six different colored infinity stones in the stars, but there's only one of each color there. So I just thought that was yeah. like a, a unique little put. And obviously, we didn't even really touch on the infinity stones here. So if that's going to come in later on down the line, um, but the whole story premise started out with T'Challa picking up the power stone but without knowing what that is and now yeah. the collector never really where did it end up did, because the whole focus was on the embers of Genesis yeah so I don't know what happened to the power stone I forget yeah was it embers or amber no embers. I don't even I thought it was embers a little green ember were they no they were gold weren't they I mean they are embers there are ember I think they're embers but they look like amber because they were gold colored oh they were green <laughs> they're like were they, green or, they were like neon green <laughs> were they neon green they were to me i don't know <laughs> i know the tube the canister was green and the and the and the plants were green but when it went into cull obsidian's mouth was it green or was it yellow i don't know i have to rewatch. i could be fully misremembering it i, thought it I could be too yeah Look, uh, what color is that dress? Is it, it white? Matter. Is it, it blue? Honestly, it doesn't matter. Whatever color you call green could look completely different to my eye. It's all a matter of perspective. And that's why I am the reality stone, because reality is different <laughs> to literally every human body. Because it keep it real. Um, yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell, Dairy Queen. Well, <laughs> that was beautiful. I love that they brought him in. Uh, they actually yeah. Had is Ego's voice. I think we'll see Peter Quill later down the line, but that wasn't um, Chris Pratt. They just got another voice actor for that small little uh, It was also not Dave Bautista. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah. Was there a reason for it? 
Uh, well, they said, somebody asked Dave Bautista, hey, how come you didn't come back to do What If? And he goes, I wasn't asked. Huh. And then Marvel said, we asked everybody. But then they said, we asked everybody either directly or through their management. So sometimes what happens with actors is their management will get it and be like, uh, we want higher pay. And they'll be like, nah. And then management will be like, okay. And then no. You know what I mean? So hmm. it could have been a, a something lost in translation between Marvel and Dave Bautista. That sucks. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Chris Pratt didn't come back for it. Because I think there'll be a sequel to this episode. Like, mm-hmm. I think there'll be a Peter Quill ego kind of sequel. If Chris Hemsworth is willing to do an actual voice recording just to be Frog Thor, you think that Chris Pratt would have it in him to make a quick little sound clip on his phone and send it off to be like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, Yeah. I don't know. Unless his agents were like, hey, we want more pay. Because they probably didn't get paid that much for the, for this voiceover stuff. Oh, it's, it's definitely fan fodder. And it could, you know, we have to think of the effect of that overall, too, because where fans are like, oh, it'd be so nice if they did that. These are also professionals who are paying for an entire corporation. They are a brand themselves and that they are responsible for the livelihood of many other people. And if Disney, who is one of the largest billionaire sort of companies out there, isn't willing to pay for those services, then we shouldn't expect it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. What was I? Oh, uh, have you seen uh, Free Guy? Or Bad Guy? I can't go to the theater until the pandemic. Okay. So That's I right. Until it's available. It'll it'll uh, it'll probably be on HBO Max. I think it's, it comes to HBO Max before Disney Plus. But cool. there there are some cameos. If you like cameos, there are yeah. some cameos that you will love in that movie. Nice. Looking yeah. Paul, you didn't you you didn't see it? Did you? I have not seen it. I had to double. Th- I had to ask myself did i see it with paul but i didn't see it with paul okay no <laughs> that was like last week right yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i was secretly hoping it would fail at the box office so that um disney would feel like they had a better chance of making some money by putting um shang chi on disney plus earlier than their 45 day experiment that they've announced so unfortunately that's not the case they didn't change their mind they're calling Shang-Chi an experiment and I'm disappointed. So yeah. That's where my head's been at this week, in addition to the IPCC coming out. So it's been it's been fun. <laughs> this what's, has the, been what's the I, what's the IPCC? The incla- the, insane insane clown posse? posse? No, it's the the climate change, the international what's the P stand for? I can't remember. Um, the international Posse. Probably uh, Posse. Project, yeah. Sure. Uh, on climate change. So it's okay. projections, projections, pardon me. Um, okay. And it's uh, basically like this crazy paper that hundreds of climatologists around the world have uh, been working on together, and they have projected what our foreseeable future will look like. And basically, if we do not make immediate changes today, not tomorrow, not next year, yeah. today, uh, yeah. then in 10 years' time, we will ha- be living in a very different world. Yeah. Uh, I think more people would get behind it if you were like, hey, if we don't do climate change today, Spider-Man No Way Home does not come out. And then people would be like, what? Well, maybe not Spider-Man No Way Home, but Marvel in general, you have to understand the actions that we take on a daily basis. If we want to keep being able to see movies to support actors, to support um, media, to have escapisms, we need to be able to live our daily lives in a positive way that can affect change because if we continue with the consumer lifestyle that North American culture has developed over the last 50 years, we will not have that in 10 to 20 years time. Yeah. There will be no next generation of Marvel fans. We are the last ones. Yeah. Well, generation of humans. Um, But yeah, when they do Comic-Con and they start doing the projections for the release dates, just show fire for like 2025. (laughs) Huh? The world ends, basically. Yeah, Loki yeah. has already foretold the future in 2050. I'm like, ah, if I still have power to access to a generator, I am totally going to re-binge watch the Loki series as the world comes to an end in 2050. That sounds great. I mean, I feel like 2050 was generous. I am uh, very, very. Because of the heat <laughs> dome that you experienced. I mm-hmm. mean, hearing that is just insanity. Like, yeah. 
all the all those um sea creatures that died up in yeah those ecosystems are not going to recover just like when we spilled uh bp in uh the gulf of mexico like several Mm -hmm. types of shrimp and sea creatures went extinct so we you can't recoup that that is you know yeah, not not in a not in a time scale that will have an impact on our lives. So yeah, yeah if you right. keep thinking selfishly and about oh well it won't affect me, maybe not, but that doesn't make me like you as a human being either. So yeah. try to try to think a little more globally, try to think a little more universally. If you appreciate things like the multiverse and have an interest in what cause and effect can happen in a fantasy sense, take that into your real lives and think about your actions. Yeah, we need to, oh, sorry. (laughs) That's my take for the day. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've been watching your TikToks and definitely consumer cleanses is what we need to stop. Like, so many uh, packages from Amazon, you know, shipping those packages. And then, oh, look, it's a bubble wrap. We're no longer using styrofoam. It's like, no, it still sucks. That's still going down a sea turtle's throat on top of contributing to greenhouse gases. Yeah, it's not fun to think about. And unfortunately, that's why media culture does so well, because we don't want to think about it. It hurts our brains. So we we fall into these escapism holes. And as a Marvel fan for life, you all know that's exactly what I want to do. But the more that you cut yourself off from the reality, the more that you're altering the reality that you're living in. So uh, just be aware of it. Yeah, become science literate. And then uh, don't use denial for your escapism. Yeah. Use fantasy. (laughs) Passing the buck, you know, saying, oh, okay, well, that's that's not going to have as much of an effect as this. They both have an effect. They both have an effect. In this show, like Paul pointed out, because there was no Gamora, Nebula was able to thrive, right? We want to see those positive changes later down the line and, uh, and figuring out what they are today ahead of time. That's how we do it. Um, I think it's interesting how we can, in, in our science fiction and fantasy, we can look towards the past and realize the butterfly, butterfly is in a, the, the butterfly effect is in effect, like with the changes that we do in the past. Right. But we don't also think, well, what about the small changes we do now can affect the future? We don't mm-hmm. put it into that respect. Uh, because in one way, one is fantasy when we look towards time travel, but one is real life when we look towards affecting the future. Um, so this this episode has us uh, thinking a lot, whether it's, you know, to be T'Challa and to be more compassionate towards others and inspire other people to change, which is, is you know, what we're what we all should, should do when it comes to changing, you know, any the, these causes that we're we're behind, you know? Yeah. And every little positive thing you do and that you may see as a chore actually helps you become a better person. You know, compost, you know, your yard looks better. You feel better. Taking walks. Stop just, you know. Mental uh, exercises like this, they they have an effect. The more that you do them too, the more that you're creating those pathways in your brain. So even if you're not thinking about the specific neuroscience of what's going down, it is making a difference. Um, making one little choice, making it again the next day, and just taking every opportunity that you have to mindfully be aware of that so that you are actually living your life. You're not letting your life take you along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And then you have so much horny energy from all that exercise. <laughs> you can go to horny jail for a full horny jail is my favorite (laughs) is that bonk horny jail is that the meme we're talking about vega bondage is my name after all (laughs) i thought horny Um, jail was like you are you can't be horny like or it's from horniness i don't know i don't know what horny jail is i thought mine's been way more fun (laughs) oh I, i i thought it's the meme where it's like somebody posts like a picture of like yeah like you know something and then it's like bonk horny jail Going yeah. to go. um uh thank you guys uh so much for doing this episode with me and uh, i mean i didn't think we'd end on horny jail but you know um always leave on a positive note <laughs> right right right, He's right called uatu the watcher right. <laughs> he watches everything he knows oh Boy, uatu yeah, I know. knows 
I gotta get a French issue. Is it? If, does anyone have like a what if French issue? Do they call them voyeurs in uh, in the French what if comics? Maybe oh, I, don't I don't know. I'm gonna have to go look that up. <laughs> um, a, a question I posed to Brian Long last week is: Is Uatu a play on words for who watch you? It is that's now. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's a bit yeah. of a stretch. Is it? Is it a stretch? It's like rhyming good and food. <laughs> yeah. Uatu, watch Good and food. Yeah, that's no, but really, Uatu. 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 It's only it's only fact if it was set with that intention. So without being able to, uh, was it Jack Kirby who created this character without being able to actually inquire with them specifically? We'll uh, that would have been that would have been Stan Lee writing it at mm-hmm. least to create the name. Hey, hey, what, Paul? What's your Stan Lee impression? Do you have a Stan Lee impression? Excelsior! Hey there, true believers. Where am I going? I'm going to find that Spider-Man. Am I going too high or too low? There's like a weird like, oh, hey there, boys. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, how's it going? My uh, adventures in Minneapolis. I don't <laughs> know. I, here. I I think it's like El- Excelsior, right? Is he t- does, what, does he you're t- gonna do talk Rick, like this? Rick Sanchez from Rick Is that Rick Sanchez? Uh, uh, M- Exce- Morty. Oh, oh yes. Kirby, Kirby. I, I, I need more. No, no, stop doing the DC stuff. I, I need more Celestials. I need more uh, uh, Inhumans, you know. I, I Karnak, yeah, he likes to touch yeah. people in the weak spot. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're yeah. giving me. Uh, we're gonna, we're... It's actually, it's not too far off. I'm always definitely down for the old gruff Stan Lee voices. Excelsior! That's, that's my Stan Lee. I'm looking Perfect. for a Tony Stank. Oh, hey, oh, hey, how's it going? Looking for Tony Stank, Excelsior, everybody. I watched the Marvel Hour with Iron Man, Silver Surfer, and Fantastic Four, and he would awesome. do intros in the... Okay. It's, it's on the Disney. Oh, hey, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for, for coming on the show. Thank you to Vaga uh, for thank being you. our special guest for episode two of the What If After Show. Vaga... Um, for the people out there who are listening to the podcast, uh, could you say your social media out loud and then just tell us what you're up to, what you have planned, if you have anything coming up, any plugs that you want to make, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, my uh, TikTok is definitely where you're going to find most of my content. Vega Bondage Babes. Think like Vagabond Age Babe or Vega Bondage. Uh, but I will also be doing some new cosplays in the near future. Uh, I post most of those on Instagram and then through either Insta or TikTok, you'll find my links and you'll get to see all the other little naughty things that I do online. Uh, As far as future projects coming up, I'm sort of working on a few little things right now. All of my cosplays completely depend on using thrifted or secondhand materials. So it's about sourcing those for me and being able to get them in an environmentally friendly way first. And during a pandemic, it's a lot harder to do that than when I used to go thrift shopping. So uh, it just, it's a little slower these days than it used to be, but I do have some projects and some big cosplays coming up. So they will be out and about in the next couple months. Definitely go find those soon. Awesome. Awesome. Um, thank you, uh, Vaga for coming on the show. Uh, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you. I appreciate it. It always is. Um, Paul, what do you, what do you got? This is your first episode back, man. Oh gosh! All right. What do you uh, got? What's your what's your what's your social media? What do you got? Uh, I'm on the Uber app, and if you'd like to request a ride from me, uh, <laughs> hey Paul. <laughs> yep. Uh, I only have it's only California, unfortunately. Um, I all of California. Horny prison, please. <laughs> <laughs> horny prison. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to send a uh, robot because uh, I know. That would compromise the prisoner transport. Um, <laughs> I'm sending a does Tesla over with, there. Does it come with multiple vibration settings? Or uh, <laughs> can you? Okay, would you? Horny jail does not reward your horniness. Horny jail is like go in the corner for being horny. I don't know what it is, yeah. but it's not that in my reality. Okay? I just, I will, yeah, it's like put her in stocks, and she's like, oh well. Sounds like fun. You'll get a tongue lashing. What? Stop it. Stop it. Tell me not to do more things, please. Damn it. <laughs> Paul, did you finish your sentence or not? 
Sorry. My horny jail sentence? <laughs> no, 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 not, not your... We got jokes. <laughs> No, I meant I meant your 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 social media. Anything you want to plug? Oh yeah, I mean you can see it Just on me. the screen, Mister Plow, Paul Plow jokes. That's, it's all it's all there. It's, it's in the world. All right, I, we need I cold showers. All of us. Yes. Uh, wait, all of us together? Obviously. What? Yes, sure. of course. That's how this this works. If you, if you uh, can't handle me at my coldest. You don't deserve me at my longest. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, everybody out there for watching, for listening. If you're watching, it's on multiple platforms, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitch, volume.com. Or you're listening to the podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. We're on multiple different platforms all over the place. If you want to uh, stay in touch uh, stay up to date with our schedule. You can follow us at the Keeg Show on TikTok and Instagram. So at the Keeg Show, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we do multiple shows a week. We got the What If After Show now. We got Comic Talk on Thursdays. We got Keeg Back on on Fridays. We got the Keeg Live on Saturdays. I'm also trying to add some more shows. I'm gonna see if I can pull this off. Uh, we got Instagram live chats that we do Mondays and Tuesdays. So we're always busy with something. And uh, 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 I have not learned my lesson yet, so I'm still at it, you know. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm trying to figure out who do I who do I have for? Uh, I think I have Ben Schubert uh, on for next week's episode of uh, the What If After Show. I'm trying to look that up right now. But basically, uh, we're gonna have this. I mean, this lasts for nine episodes this season, so this is just episode two. Uh, so hopefully anyone listening to this and watching this will be able to come back uh, for next week. Uh, yes, and it turns out it is Ben Schubert next week. That's our guest for the What If After Show for episode three of the What If, uh, Marvel's What If. So uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you, Vaga and Paul, for being on the show. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the What If After Show. Take care, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>